Andrew, and this is the Houdat Discussion, powered by Overtime Media. This is our last off-season edition of the Houdat Discussion, as training camp starts on Friday, July 26th, for all players. Well, it doesn't start, they have to report by then. The next day, the Saturday, they will start practicing, and I just can't wait. Rookie training camp has began, but... No practices are open to the public or even the media, so we don't really see what's going on, but they all reported. Also, some veterans reported. I saw Cameron Jordan already reported. He's ready to go. I saw him in the Saints locker room on his Instagram, and also, I believe, Breeze reported. So much fun news and so much exciting news ahead. I just really can't wait for this season. Our main topic is going to be about our expectations for training camp. What's going to go on with the Saints? Are we going to see some great battles? Are we going to see some great clean play? I want to see some clean play. I want to see some battles from the offensive and defense. That's how you know this team's well coached and stuff like that. So I, I think they are. I think this team is ready to go. They're ready to win. And it's going to be a great training camp. It's going to be a great preseason. And then we're going to go out and win some games in the regular season as the Saints. We all know the Saints should be winning a lot of games in the regular season. They should be one of the best teams in the league. Judging those expectations and looking at them, it's going to be tough for the Saints to overcome that, but you're going to have to go do it. This is the league. you got to plug in. You went to the NFC Championship last year, and now it's time to go all the way. And yeah, i got to finish the deal, as I say at the end of every episode. And they've had an amazing offseason, and there is even more news that we'll get into with the Saints signing another defensive lineman, some Michael Thomas rumors. All really some fun stuff, but this is it. This is your the Saints' expectation is the Super Bowl at this point. You gotta be that. I feel like they got better, or at least stayed the same. And I think they put themselves themselves in a good position to go back to the Super Bowl as they did in 2009. And I think they put themselves in a good position to get back to the playoffs as they did in two straight years. Going to the playoffs three straight years. That hasn't happened a lot in Saints history. Only happened one time before. Winning three NFC South titles has never happened. Straight titles has never happened. So this is it. I think the Saints got to go up. They got to go out and show out here. They got the team to do it. Now it's just time to get it done. So before we get into some news talk, I just wanted to say with offseason ending here and going into our second season of the Houdat discussion, I just want to say thank you to everybody. Really, I just want to say thank you. You guys are the heartbeat of this show, and I really want you guys to ask questions on the Saints season of what you guys think. I want to see comments of what you guys are thinking, not only about the show, but the Saints team. I want to see what you guys want to see in the future. I want to definitely know that. What more segments do you want to see? What more things do you want me to do on the show to make it better? And also... Definitely share the show out. If you have a friend that's a Saints fan that's looking for a Saints podcast, tell them about it. Tell your family, friends, obviously, even your coworkers. Definitely tell them. That's all really helpful. If you know a Saints fan, tell them about our podcast, If especially if you enjoy it. It would just be really helpful for me. So before we get into some Saints news and our main topic about trading camp, I just want to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dads Discussion Podcast. Welcome back into the Houdat discussion. Now we're going to get started into some Saints news as the Saints did sign defensive lineman Ziggy Hood to bolster their defensive line unit as training camp is really right upon us here. So the Saints did sign Hood here. Obviously a one-year deal, really only a camp deal to prove a deal. We all know that if the Saints, if he does good and the Saints want to put him on the 53, obviously they could do that. If not, they just cut him. There's no guaranteed money here or anything. 
But he's a veteran. He's a 10-year veteran. To me, he's going to definitely have a battle with Mario Edwards Jr. to see who's going to make the team between those swing guys that can play defensive tackle and also play defensive end. He does play both positions. He He's a first-round pick from 2009, so... He's played a long time. He played with the Steelers for five years, and then he's been jumping around the league the last few years with Jacksonville, Bears, Redskins, and then also the Dolphins as well. He has played 141 games with 73 starts. He has 14 sacks in his career, his 10-year career, 42 quarterback hits. I mean, look, in the last few years, he hasn't been able to do much. When you look at his stats, you're like, is this guy even that good? Because it looks like he's kind of washed up by stats-wise. Um, when you look at that, I can definitely see what the Saints are you know, looking to get out of him. I mean, he had some years with three, four sacks. That's obviously very good. He had a season with three sacks, 42 tackles, three sacks, 39 tackles. If you can channel that, that was really with Pittsburgh. Those were his best years, but that was when he was playing nose tackle, really. And he was able to get pressure. He's not going to be that for the Saints. He's going to be more of those swing guys. He had zero sacks, I believe, last year, which is not the best. He did play 12 games, eight with Miami, four with Washington. Didn't really put up a lot in those games. He had a pass defense, but no no sacks. He could be a definitely a depth piece for this team. I think that's kind of what you're looking for here. In 2017, he had a half. Like he's just he's kind of a run stuffer. Definitely better against the run. He's definitely going to be a depth piece. I feel like Mario Edwards is better. I feel like the Saints think Mario Edwards is better, but you got to give this guy a chance. I like the depth. It can't hurt, but I do think the Saints should sign a legitimate or trade for a legitimate defensive end. He's not going to be one of them. He's going to be more of a swing guy that has some versatility, which is not a bad thing. I hope that you know he gets a shot and he gets to do some really good things with the Saints, but... I just think that Mario Edwards is better at the same position, but they're going to battle it out, and we're going to see what happens. I mean, of his 14 sacks, the first 12 and a half were in his first six years from 2009 um, to 2015, seven years, I believe. I'm sorry there. So that's kind of what it is. Then in the last three years, he hasn't done much. Only one and a half sacks in the last three years, so you kind of could see where that's coming from. We're going to see what happens here, but overall, it's just another depth piece for the Saints, and as you're going into training camp, you can never have enough depth, and he just adds it. He has a lot of experience. 73 starts is a lot of starts for a player. He's a first-round pick. He definitely had the talent. At one point, maybe he could channel it back, so I think that's what you're looking at. Overall, I'm fine with the signing. I still, though, I want a official second defensive end to go with Marcus Davenport, because then I think what's going to happen is you're going to see Davenport. He's either going to shine, and I'm gonna, and you guys are all going to tell me, Andrew, you were wrong. Davenport was the guy. He has eight, nine sacks. He's been great. And I'd be like, great. Like I could. That's one scenario. I'm not saying it's not. But with a team that's looking to go to the Super Bowl, I would like to have a backup plan, and the Saints don't have one. Alex Okafor was a backup plan last year for the Saints. And I would like to have someone like that trade for him. You may have to trade for him mid-year at this point if Davenport's not doing well. Maybe the Saints, they just feel like they can do that which is fine with me, but they better them know that they're going to have to go after that guy if necessary. Maybe they already think that, but they're going to give Davenport every chance to succeed. I guess this is another backup plan, but to me, this is not a high value insurance plan here. I think this it's just another depth piece that you could use down the line. If he had to play 15, 20 snaps in a game, I think he'd be fine with it. But overall, I think you're looking at he's going to be more of a just veteran piece, depth piece that... I'm not going to say he's a full camp body. He's going to get a chance to compete here and win a spot. But I wouldn't expect him to be on the 53-man roster when the season 
begins. Just some quick news about Sean Rankins. He was put on the PUP list, which is physically unable to perform. And this is obviously because he's not going to play the first six to eight games. A source said that Rankins was doing well, but from Herbie Tope uh, from NOLA.com. I hope I'm saying that right, Herbie. And then it's good that he is going to be... is doing good and he's on the right track and maybe it's six games maybe it's eight games that he comes back from but we really don't know how long it's going to be they haven't said anything the Saints really probably don't even know where he is on the rehab yet as he hasn't been in the facility for you know obviously the whole offseason so he's going to come in and see what's going to happen here and this is really kind of ties in with the Saints signing hood they probably maybe they figured out Rankins wasn't going to be maybe it's even more unclear and they just want to sign an extra guy or maybe it's because um Onyamata was suspended for a game. It could be either or. And look, I think it's fine. I think he should be back in eight games. Now, I'm not going to say eight games tops, but I'm going to put a good solid six to eight games that he's going to be back in. And then we'll see Rankins on the field. I would. It would have been nice to sign a defensive tackle, but you do have David Onyamata there, and he can play. You know, he can play. He's a good player. He knows what he's doing there. And um, I think he's going to go out there and play good in the absence of Rankins in the last few years. He's played really well. And now this is his third year jump, I believe. So this is fourth year. But I feel like just, it's not that his third year jump was last year, but I feel like he's going to have a fourth year jump just because he's going to get better every year. He's an experimental project to start it off. So that's just what I feel there. But he is the only Saints player that was on the PUP list, which is great. But the Saints are coming in just a little banged up there. And some more injury news. Going on to the Falcons, so some more injury news with some Saints rivals with the Falcons. The Falcons did have two injuries on their first practice of training camp. J.J. Wilcox, their starting safety, or was going to be their starting safety, is out for the year with a torn ACL. And then also, and also defensive lineman Michael Bennett was also hurt now for the year. It's not the same Michael Bennett that was on the Seahawks, he's on the Patriots now, but a lower profile Michael Bennett is now on was on the Falcons and he's hurt and broke his ankle and he may be out for the year he doesn't have a timetable to return yet so I think that it's going to be a very very interesting season and rivalry this year Falcons already starting with the injury bug which is interesting obviously the safety is very big for them I I don't I, I don't want these guys to get hurt I want the Falcons to be healthy I want them to give the Saints a fight I want to see a real good games there and I don't want to see them get hurt and take this rivalry maybe down a notch because they're not able to compete at their highest level. I want to see them compete. I want to see them try to beat the Saints. I just don't think they're really better than the Saints at all. So that's just what I feel there with some injury news with the Falcons. I just want to throw that in quickly. And now our main news is Michael Thomas and the Saints are inching towards a long-term deal. The Saints, first of all, the Saints do have $12 million in cap space, which is a good amount, and they can add that to signing Michael Thomas which is obviously really big. This is probably what they'll use in the deal with Michael Thomas. He wants $20 million. Right now, the Saints offered 18 to 19. That's what we know about Michael Thomas right now. He feels like he's ready to go. He feels like he should get the 20 million, but he may be, maybe the Saints have offered the 20 million, but they're holding out because they want to see what Julio gets first. It's definitely a chess game. Julio's looking for a long-term deal. Michael Thomas is looking for a long-term deal. Who's going to get it? Going to be interesting. I think that Michael Thomas is going to want to see Julio, see what happens with him. Is he going to get the $20 million and he's going to ask the Saints to one-up that? Maybe that's not the case. Maybe Julio's saying the same thing about Michael Thomas, but it's who's going to flinch first. And I don't know who it's going to be. 
I would think it's Michael Thomas. That makes the most sense for me because Julio, he knows he can wait out. He can do a lot of things. He already got paid a little bit, so he's definitely going to get that next step. Michael Thomas is young, hasn't gotten paid yet. Maybe he's going to be a little less more willing to wait. That's just what I feel, but could be wrong. I think the Saints will get this done. They said before training camp. They were. They said they're optimistic about it. Now training camp's almost here. They said they're inching towards a deal and it's going to happen soon. We're going to see. And Michael Thomas has been tweeting about negotiations for the last two days. Michael Thomas, to me, very interesting. And I like what he's doing here. And obviously I like what he's doing here with the Twitter thing, which is interesting. No other player really does this. I want to see him get $20 million as much as anybody else. Honestly, if I'm the Saints, if you're looking over a million dollars, if you're really bargaining over that, I wouldn't. At this point, if you're already willing to pay him 19, might as well pay him 20. I'm fine with the Saints paying Michael Thomas. I'm fine with the Saints paying Alvin Kamara in the future when they're going to have to. I just hope that they're ready to, once Breeze leaves, which is going to be in the next two years, you're thinking, you got to get a quarterback that's not, you can't play a quarterback 25 million now. You can't. So you're either going to draft a young quarterback and or stick with Bridgewater at like a 10 million, 12 million dollar clip here. That's the only thing that the Saints could do at this point. I think they will do it, and I think it's fine. I'm very happy that they're paying these guys. They should get paid if you got the young QB. The Saints have right now a veteran QB that gets paid a lot, or maybe Breeze is willing to take a pay cut. I don't really know. But as long as Breeze is playing, you can't have a lot of expensive talent because he's taking $25 million up. If he goes, you know, obviously, if Breeze goes off the books, you got a young QB, or you got Bridgewater at $10, $12 million, then you can have another 25 per year slot. They already paid Cameron Jordan. Now you're going to have to pay Michael Thomas, which is I think is going to happen in the next week or so. That's just what I'm feeling right now. And then you're going to have to pay Alvin Kamara next year. So really what I'm looking at right now is once Breeze leaves, I don't know if it's going to be this year, maybe it's next year, whatever it is, be ready I'm fine with them paying them guys long term because you have the young QB. If Breeze does not leave and stays for a long time, you can't you can't can't do this. Or maybe Breeze takes a pay cut. But you can't spend, spend, spend. I'd rather have a good quarterback for the long term than good receivers and running backs in the long term. That's my thing. But if you're gonna pay Breeze year to year, let's say he plays two more years, you can kinda definitely backload those contracts, leave some cap space for now. And then later you pay these guys a lot of money with a young QB, so you have some cap space. That's just what I feel like is the best point of action for the Saints. And I think they're going to take it. So that's just what I feel there. Obviously, Michael Thomas deserves $20 million. He deserves to be paid the most, in my opinion. Last year, 125 catches, 1,400 yards, 9 touchdowns, 104 catches the year before with 1,200 yards, 1,250 yards. He's a great player. This is only his third year, and he's been amazing every single year. you got to give it to Michael Thomas. He deserves to get paid. And I think that it's time to pay this man, and I think that's just what I'm feeling there. I think he's a great player, and I think he deserves to get paid. That's just what I feel. Before we get into our main topic about our expectations for this Saints training camp, I think we should take another break. You are listening to the Hudak Discussion Podcast. So, welcome back into the Hudak Discussion. And now we're going to talk about some expectations for the Saints. This is not going to be a lot of stats. As you know, I love stats. I usually use stats. I'm very analytical in that way. But I'm not going to use many stats here. Basically, I'm just going to tell you what my expectations are for these Saints. Especially in training camp. I'll start with there, but I think this conversation will go farther. The Saints team, this may feel, I hope this doesn't sound a lot of very preachy and that stuff. I don't want that to sound like that. But 
I do want to talk about this team, and I do want to talk about what I think this team should do. I may go by position by position, see these expectations here, because I do think now this is one step. People are starting to make predictions. Your USA uh, Today predictions already went out. Saints weren't even projected to win the division. They're high on the Falcons. They always are. They were last year, and they are again this year. Not the best move. If uh, That's what I think, but whatever. I don't think the Falcons are have the best year. Um, I don't really like the Saints division, besides the Saints. I really I like what the Saints did. I think the Bucks are kind of a few years away. I did like what they did, but I don't think they're a incoming threat for the Saints. Then you're looking at the the Panthers, who to me are just they're embracing the rebuild. I think they're going to go six and ten, five and eleven, rebuild around Cam Newton, maybe better in a couple years. And the Falcons, to me, I don't think that they'll be able to put it together with Matt Ryan ever again. That's what I feel. I think twenty eight to three is going to be the death of them. They haven't been able to put those demons out in the last two years, and I think that will continue. I, I just look, guys. As much as I think the Falcons, they should have it on paper. They've gotten worse and worse every year, and I think that will continue. This year, that's just what I feel. People are going to go out and say, I can't see why the Falcons won't be a great team, and they're going to pick them, which is possible. I'm not saying that the Falcons won't be a good team. They can easily be a wild card team. I just don't see them beating the Saints out here. But look, I could be wrong just saying that. But back to the expectations for the Saints. The Saints here in training camp, I want to see a couple of things. First out of the gate, I want to see that Breeze's arm is healthy and he can throw deep. I don't want to see dead ducks. I don't want to see... Him can't throw more than 20 yards like Peyton Manning. I want to see that he's ready to go, firing bullets. That's just what I want to see at a training camp. I want to see the first video of him throwing a jump ball on Michael Thomas, Thomas catching it, and scoring a touchdown. I want to see that. And um, that's the first thing. That would really ease everyone's nerves about him falling off a cliff or whatever that is. That's big. I want to see how Alvin Kamara is going to handle the role. I want to see how Champagne's going to use Alvin Kamara now. Is it going to be the same as Kamara and Ingram? Is it going to be Kamara and Murray? I don't think so, but we're going to see. So I think that's another expectation I want to see. What are they going to do? What's that dynamic? Obviously, you want to see with this crowded wide receiving core, who's going to stand out? Is it going to be Rashard Matthews? Is it going to be Traquan Smith? Is it going to be Cameron Meredith? I want to see that. Keith Kirkwood, other undrafted free agents. I want to see those guys play. On the line, obviously, all of the talk is going to be about draft pick Eric McCoy. I think... Again, I want to see if him and Breeze have that chemistry. He's been able to block it and stuff like that. I think that's big there. He's going to replace Max Unger. You want to see if he's able to do that well. Then, going on to the defense, obviously you want to see how Davenport plays. If he has that explosion back, that's big. Going on to the linebackers, you want to see if these guys can just duplicate what they did last year. Because to me, you want to talk about having a basically zero-to-hero year is what the Saints linebacker did. 2017, this was not the best unit here. I, I said that they were the worst unit coming in 2017 season. Go to like my first 5, 10 episodes. You can see that because it was not a good unit, it looked like. They added Demario Davis, so you were like, okay, it should be good, but we'll see what they can do out of it, and they were really good. Demario Davis played really well. Anzalone had his best year as a pro, and him taking a third-year jump, I want to see that as well. And then also, A.J. Klein was serviceable and good enough. So that was really good. I want to see these guys definitely get better there. And then on the back end, you want to see if a lot of guys can duplicate what they did last year. It's a very crowded field, too. You want to see who comes up. I want to see Gardner Johnson. And obviously, you want to see which undrafted free agents are going to come up and make some noise here, which I think is going to be really, really interesting. And that is really what I'm looking at for the expectations. We're going to see Jared Cook, new saying who we didn't even talk about. 
I think Jared Cook, I want to see what he's able to do as a Saint. I can't wait to see that. He's went under the radar, too, over the last few months. I can't wait to see him in a Saints uniform. But really, when you're looking at it, you want to see how Sean Payton's handling this new team. And you want to see the rest of the coaches. How's Dennis Allen doing? How is Dan Campbell doing? And those guys. I think that's all really good stuff there. And there's expectations for this team. They gotta come out firing, and I think that you're gonna see a lot of that in preseason. I want to see the Saints coming out firing in preseason. I want to see three and one. I want to see four and zero. That's just what I want to see from this team. They have a lot of depth, so they should be able to do that, in my opinion. But you want to get start off strong because this Saints team has a tough time getting going. They did last year. They did the year before. They did the year before that. They always do. They gotta come out firing. They gotta come out throwing punches. They gotta come out shooting. Whatever your analogy you want to say, they gotta do it. They gotta come out. They have their their first four games are their first four hardest games. Their hardest stretch of the year, in my opinion. So that's just what I feel there. You come out, you play the Texans. Tough game. They're a playoff team. It's at home. We expect them to win. But look, last year was at home against the Bucks and they didn't win. So we'll see what happens. Then you play probably your most emotional game of the season, which is gonna be against the Rams at Rams after the no call. That's gonna be emotional. It's gonna be high energy. It's gonna be a really big game. Then you go on the road against Seattle. That doesn't make things very easier. Two in a row road games on the West. That's going to be tough. Then you come home and play Dallas, who beat the Saints last year. One of their three losses. To me, it's it's a very hard first four games, but they got to get out three wins. And um, if they do that, they're they're right back. I think they're going to be a Super Bowl contending team, but they got to show out early. They and they, the suspensions and the injury bug has hit them kind of with Rankins and Onyamata. But you got to come out. You got to come out swinging. You got to come out swinging here, and I think that's going to be really big for them. The expectations for this team is through the roof. We all know that, but you got to come into training camp and saying, "Finish the deal, prove them right." Whatever you want to say. This team has a lot of expectations going into the season. They have a. I'm not even going to talk about a lot of predictions. I've talked about them. I know what I want to see of the Saints team, and that's the Super Bowl. And they're going to have to do it here, and I think that they will be able to. I, I, I Look, guys, I'm not going to say Super Bowl here on the day I'm recording in July. But this team, I think, is ready and geared up to win. Obviously, bearing injury, you don't want this team to get hurt here. That's going to obviously be a big thing. In 2018, no injury. Not, I'm not going to say no injuries, but they had, they had enough to get going and not really many big injuries. They were able to withstand them and I think that was really helpful to the same season that's why I think they were kind of a little lucky they didn't have the injury bug around them 2017 was kind of the opposite but they still were able to overcome those injuries so we'll see what happens here in 2019 and overall that's just what I think really you're going to see like people are going to say last year was your year I've heard that so many times the Saints they're done last year was their year not the case we're going to go out we're going to win this thing and that's just what I feel predictions for training camp real quick I'm going to go just through the line of the big position battles and what I think is going to happen. I think starting on the offense, I think that you're going to obviously see the first three QBs. I think um, going into the third seed, uh, going into the third running back, and I think that's a big um, talking point here. I think Washington's going to go up, and I think he's going to win that battle. I think Ozbozgu is going to go to the practice squad, and I think that's all is going to be good there for the running backs. Third tight end, I do think that Alazi Mack's going to win it. I think it's going to be Mack, Hill, and then Cook there. I think that's going to be really big. On the offensive line, I think they'll go with really what everyone's saying 
as um, Nick Easton as that kind of swing type that Senio Calmente was. I love that move so much. I think that's going to be an underrated move for the Saints. And going to the defense, I think they're going to probably keep Davenport with, I think, that you're probably going to see Onyemata obviously make the team. You're going to see, I think, Mario Edwards make the team instead of um, Hood. And then also, I think you're obviously going to see Malcolm Brown make the team. And then when you're looking at defensive line, I think the Saints will keep Mario Edwards over Hood. I think the Saints will keep Wes Horton with Marcus Davenport. That's just what I'm feeling here. They also may keep Porter Gustin or players like that, but I think they're going to go with the veteran with Wes Horton Horton here. The linebackers will say the same. And really, I think, again, I think Patrick Robinson is going to be our starting nickel corner here instead of BJ Williams as he'll be depth along with Gardner Johnson. I just want to say that real quick. But before we wrap up this podcast, we do have some Houdat Nation fan questions. Our first and only question is from Saints Fan 9, and he asked UDFAs with the best chance to make the 53 man roster with a question mark. So, this is what I feel. Looking up this 53 man roster, I think you're, you have a lot of guys that are really qualified to make it, as did last year's team did. And they didn't make it from last year, and this year you're going to see some guys that are going to be picked up by other rosters. That's just going to happen. UDFA is here to me. Best chance to make it. It's really interesting. You got to look at little Humphrey Jordan out of Texas. The Saints do have a hole there at the slot corner, uh, at the slot receiver position. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think he could be a possibility and he can show out. Also, Porter Gustin to me is a possibility there. Um, I think he could be a player that the Saints look at. I would have said Carl Granderson, but obviously he's gone. I think that the Saints, obviously, he won't make the team. You got to look at Devin Ozbozgu. I think Washington's going to win that third spot, but I think Ozbozgu can make it. You got to look at Cyril Grayson from the return uh, perspective. I think all those guys have the best chance, but the best chance, I think, if I had to make a choice, I'm going to go Cyril Grayson because I think he has a lot of special teams. Um, has a lot of good special teams play, and I think he has a good chance at making this team. Um, just, I, I do think, I mean, look, there's probably going to be one surprise like JT Gray last year, but again, I'm going to go side with Grayson, which may be a little of a surprise, but that's just what I feel there. Look, I think Ozbozgu is a possibility. I do think Grayson has a little higher just because he could play. He's a good special teams player, and he can be a returner. I think the Saints... I know they did sign some returners, but I think he can be an option there, especially punt returning. So that's just what I'm going to go with there. I'm going to say Cyril Grayson. He's the opportunity to also play in that six receiving role, but I think his player's got some speed, and the Saints need some speed. So I think he can be a player there, but I would definitely watch out for Ozbozgu. I think he could be a great third running back and maybe even, I think, maybe overtake Murray in a couple of years. He looks like Mark Ingram 2.0. That's just what I feel there, but... Again, that's just what I feel. If you guys think differently, tell me in the comments down below. That would be really helpful. I just want to talk with you guys as training camps here. As I just, I'm so stoked, guys. Football is played, and now everyone's going to be here. They're going to be hiking that ball. They're going to be throwing around the pinskin. It's ready to go, and I just can't wait. This is our year. I really do believe it, guys. This is our Super Bowl season. We've had so many setbacks, lucky plays from other teams, Bad calls by the officials. But now it's our time. It's our time to come up, play our 16-game schedule, get into the playoffs, and win the big game. Win three 
or for however many, if we have a bye or not, playoff games and win the Super Bowl. That's what I think the Saints team needs to do, and I think they have a good chance to do it. So with all that said, I want to say thank you, finish the deal, and who that?